Guess who's back? <laughs> back Lindsay's back. Tell, Tell a friend. friend. <laughs> okay. What a welcome back. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Lauren. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Swearing Mamas. Whoa, we did it. Kind of. I think we did did it. Wow, never thought that day would come. Anyway, welcome back. I'm excited to have you back. Thanks. I know it's been a while. Thanks guys for bearing with me. I'll eventually share why I was away, but for now, I'll leave it a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Just know I have the best co-host ever that literally got a text message saying, hey, I'm taking a break. And she was okay with it. So that's, that's always good. Thanks, Lauren. No problem. Firstly, I love you. And secondly, I had some people that I was like, oh yeah, why not have my mom? I don't know if you saw any episodes while you were out, but we had my mom on. (laughs) I did. I saw. I was really excited. And then I saw you had another one last week or this past week. Yes. I guess it's Um, technically last week. I don't know. I'm so bad at that. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Like, okay. Monday, the next Monday that happens, is that this Monday or next Monday? Okay. So that is this Monday because we're already past a Monday. So that would be this Monday. Okay, that's how I see it too, but then I was confusing Seth earlier. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we're wrong, but that's how I, I see it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome um, back. This is this. I know you guys missed our random tangents, so yes. why not start with one fresh out the gate? <laughs> we aim to please. So today we're talking about sleep training. Ah, the fun topic. <laughs> so, do should we? I don't even know how we should break this down. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Because to be honest, I fortunately, um, I know I've mentioned this. I think a couple times in the podcast that um, Tim slept with us in our bed until he was like eight or nine months. And actually, it was the night of your bachelorette party that I wasn't home to put him to bed. So my husband was like, nope, we're, he's going in his crib. And so Drew took the reins on putting him to sleep because I couldn't do it because I can't do the whole crying. I can't. I always cave. So Drew would put him to bed and do all that. So I fortunately didn't have to deal <laughs> with that. Oh, now he's right under me. Okay. It's, it's going to get loud, guys. Sorry. So, just I guess we can just like kind of start with our experiences. What so you said, Drew handled it, but like, did he resist, or was he just by that time a good sleeper? Did he cry? What? Oh, he cried. Like, because I tried a couple times before Drew finally did it, um, and he never like he would just cry, and it wouldn't stop. And I did like the whole go in in five minutes, like rub his back, tell him everything's okay, leave, go back. If he's still crying, go back and do it again, like after 10 minutes kind of thing and just keep like upping the time and eventually he'll go to sleep and he never went to sleep. So I would always cave and just be like, you know what? I'm exhausted. This is like emotionally draining for me. So I would just give up 
and be like, you know what? No, like Andrew would be like, you're giving in too soon. I'm like, I, I just can't. It's easier for me. Like even to this day, like when Tim cries or he's upset, I always cave faster than Drew does because I just don't want him to be upset, you know? So um, Drew did it while I was at your bachelorette party and he said it didn't take him long, but you know, boys are also always different with their dad or kids in general are different with their dads, not just boys. Um, so Drew said it was only like, I think two times that he had to go in and everything was fine and he went to bed. And so I was like, well then fine. If this is the thing that then you're doing it because I can't do it. He doesn't do it for me. He literally will not do it for me. He will just cry and cry and cry because he knows he can get his way. <laughs> Kids are smart <laughs> no matter how old they are. Um, yeah. so yeah, like even like I couldn't get Tim to nap during like the day because and let like the only way I could get Tim to nap was if he was laying on me. Like that was the only time Tim would nap. And then I would have to like, you know, like finagle him off of me. Um like on the couch kind of thing. Or else he wouldn't nap. Like he would not nap in his bed. He still doesn't nap in his bed. My child right now is literally in a mood right now because he didn't nap all day. And it's going on eight o'clock. So yeah. I never really did that. <laughs> That's why when you texted me the other day, I was like, oh, girl, I wish I could give you good help. Cause I don't know what I, I text I had you. I already forgot. I don't remember, but it was like, oh, how long? Would it, would yeah. it nap? And, like, not, and you were upset. And I was like, oh, God, I wish I could help you. But I was literally you. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. I forgot I even texted you that when I chose this episode you were like oh it surprised me and I just picked the first one that looked interesting oh that's funny <laughs> I know it's actually, fate it is uh it's just funny because actually Oliver usually naps fine now but I don't know he just had a bad day the other day he started cutting a tooth recently and so it's like anytime that happens it's uh you know 50 50 if he's going to nap for three hours and do great or if he's going to nap for 30 minutes and stay up and not take another one. And I hate it. <laughs> um, but he has had so many like back and forths that I really couldn't give you like a timeline or like a certain specific age when we had to do one or another type of sleep training. Um, but I have tried the Ferber method, like you were talking about with the five minutes and then increasing it. Um, I tried where I would go in every 25 minutes and check his diaper, not say a word and put him back, not soothe him, anything, take him out, check his diaper, put him back. Um, and that worked a little bit. Um, I tried letting him just cry until he fell asleep and it took me a long time to get to that point but these were I think that these were all naps um that I was struggling with and so that's it was like really hard because you know at nighttime like eventually they're gonna get tired and go to sleep but at nap I feel like with the daylight and everything it's just like such a struggle mm-hmm. and it was so stressful emotionally to me to hear him screaming and crying like that and I didn't want to let him cry for too long and this, this and that. Um, so I tried as many things as I could beforehand. And he actually like grew out of that sleeping on me phase because there was a time where it was like 
he might nap well, he might not. But uh, during that time, he would still sleep on my chest. And some days, if I was having a hard day or if I was tired or whatever, I would just let him nap on my chest and I would take a nap too. Yes, those are my favorite. Yeah, and now sometimes I have a really emotionally draining day and I want that and he won't do it. So, like, pretty much whenever sleep training time came was when he wouldn't even nap on my chest. He wouldn't nap at all. Mm -hmm. And so we really had to pretty much try everything. And I I couldn't tell you which thing ultimately worked because he was good and then he regressed. And same thing with bedtime. Like, he slept – actually, it was on my uh, Facebook memories today that he slept for eight hours (laughs) – um last year and he was a month old i mean he was like really fast he would sleep through the night and he was growing great so it wasn't i was not gonna wake him up to nurse (laughs) um no need so anyway i mean he did really well but then he regressed on that and was like a terrible he would wake up all the time every night and then he that was when he started teething then he got out of that now he's waking up half the time at night again And so basically it's like sleep isn't like a linear thing. I think like so many people are like, oh, you sleep training. It's all better. At least not for us. It's been like, just, you just never know. So there's like a week where I have to sleep train him. There's a week where I have to change his nap schedule. There's a week where everything's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's parenting. (sighs) Yeah. They don't like you to get comfortable. Kids know. No, they don't. Just like I told you, like right now, finally, um, Tim is actually going to bed again with no issues. Like, um, I know he said this when we first moved into our house, we had this smoke alarm issue and he refused to go to bed and it was like pulling teeth. It was terrible. But I honestly don't know what we did that it worked. It just finally worked. Um, and now he is back to going to bed just like he used to. Um, but again, this is just bedtime. Nap time is a totally different story. I can never get my child to nap for me in his room. It just doesn't happen. Um, my daycare lady can do it with no issue. She, every day he takes a nap at daycare for two hours. (laughs) Can't do that on the weekends. I can get so much stuff done. Um, but, (laughs) but no, um, I don't know, like we tried everything when we first moved in and he like regressed and was refusing to sleep in his room kind of thing. Um, and just nothing would work. Like we tried the whole, like when they're older, they tell you to like put them to bed, close the door. Um, Like every time he gets out of his bed and comes out, just put him back in his bed. Don't say anything. Just cover him back up and leave the room and just keep doing that. And like consistently don't say anything until he finally like stays in his bed. And that didn't work. Um, Then we read, this is going to sound terrible, but we read that to flip the doorknob. So the lock is on the outside and like, you know, there's nothing terrible in your child's room that we have a video camera kind of thing. So, um, to lock your child in their room until they fall asleep and of course unlock it. If they need you, they can get out. But for the time being, they're in a safe environment and they can't get out kind of thing. We tried that and that didn't work. Um, he would just literally bang on the door nonstop. Um, 
we tried everything. I was literally, it just got to the point where I just had him sleep in our bed again. And then when Drew would go to bed, Drew would just carry him into his crib and I mean, into his room and he would just stay in his room because he was already tired, like already asleep. But it's just, ugh, kids, man. Yeah, I, it <sighs> is. It is. I mean, and because there's, there's probably like any number of reasons why it changes like you mentioned when I was texting you growth spurts and then there's teething and then you know they get to an age where they get FOMO and etc there's like a hundred reasons so and they're not telling you <laughs> so yep. it's a struggle <laughs> it's a struggle for sure so I know when I I when I texted you I asked you how long do you think is too long to let your kid cry in the crib. Yeah. I know you you were like, I'm not the one to ask, but if you had to have a personal opinion, would it be? I mean, the reason I said I'm not the person to ask is because I just, I physically can't do it. Like, I remember when we moved here and he would be in his room and I would literally, before we flipped the doorknob, I would just hold the doorknob. So I'd be sitting outside of his room just holding the door closed and he would be screaming and crying and banging. And I would be literally crying and on the other side of the door because it's just, I just can't do it. I don't have it in me to just let him keep crying like that. Um, so I, that's why I don't have an answer because I just, I don't know. It just, it emotionally hurts me. Like when he's crying like that. Yeah, me too. But... Also, like, when Oliver was at that stage of not napping, like, if if I didn't force him to nap, he was so much worse. Like, the whole rest of the day, he was, like, cry all day long and just, he was miserable and just wanted to cling to me all day. So, that's why, because I've gotten it before. Like, I don't know how you can let your kid cry like that. And I'm like, because I don't want to hate my entire life. Yeah. (laughs) so but I mean when I was really having to sleep train him like that it was I can't remember exactly how old he was but it was somewhere I think between like six and nine months if I'm not mistaken I believe that it was in that range and so after six months is when they really start to understand that you're coming back for them Mm -hmm. and so I think that's when things really change from where the baby's crying because they want their mom and they don't understand versus the baby's crying and they know that you're coming back, you know, Mm -hmm. like they know that if they cry, you're going to come back sort of. So at that point I felt like I would let him cry for, I think the most I let him cry was for like 25 minutes or so. And usually I think that's a good number. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's what I was going to answer when I texted you, but I was like, I don't, that sounds kind of high. Well, a lot of times I, when you text me questions, I, I don't think you're like testing me, but I feel like if I give you an answer, I'm going to be looked at as like a terrible mom. So I always, no. I'm just like, Oh, what are like, what are your opinions on this? And that's like when sometimes like when you send me articles and you're like, Oh, what's your opinion on this? And I'm like, some, I don't remember what article you sent me, but I was like, I don't see anything wrong with this article. So I was like, ah, what are you, what's your opinion on it? Because I, <laughs> I didn't know where you stood with it. So it's just like, uh, 
But I was going to say like 20, 25 minutes would be the max. Yeah. Um, I think I've read, I can't, rem- I can't remember um, exactly what I read. So I'm not like quoting science facts for sure, but I believe that what I read back when we were going through that was that that was the amount of time before which the baby was going to experience anything like emotional trauma. You know, like they could cry 25 minutes and they're not going to be scarred by it. They can cry 25 minutes and they don't think you're not coming back for them and all of that at that age. Now that he's older, I have definitely let him cry longer than that because I can tell when he just is wanting to play or something, you know, and he has put off nap the whole time. And we're now that he's a toddler, we're at the point where to me, nap time is quiet time. So obviously it's hard because he's still a young toddler to like, he can't, we can't have a conversation, but like if he were a little older and we could talk, I would say nap time is quiet time. You're going to stay in your room and you don't have to go to sleep, but you have to shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I obviously can't say that to him. So, uh, I think I met, I, no, I did. I mentioned on here before about how I learned about putting the book in the crib with him, the war book. Yeah. That has worked really well. I've, um, gone in to his room and found him just laying there flipping through the book, which is awesome. Um, and now I, he also has, he's also starting to attach to stuffed animals for the first time. Like all the, all up until the past, like pretty much when he turned one, he never like cared about pacifiers. He never cared about stuffed animals or lovies or anything. But now he's starting to uh, like stuffed animals and it's super cute. He'll like snuggle it to his face, mm-hmm. like give it a kiss or whatever. So he has a bear called Oliver and um, it was named that. It was gifted to him. And uh, he's got that that goes in there. And he's I put his weapon up in there even though he doesn't suck on it because he will bite on it sometimes when his mouth's bothering him. And then he has his book. So a lot of the time, he will like be awake and he'll be saying ah ba 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 da da ah ba 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 but he's <laughs> that was my impression impression but he's like not crying so to me I'm like that's fine that's quiet time to me you know yeah so how long I mean no I just asked how long uh <laughs> How old do you feel like is an appropriate age to sleep train? Just when, I mean, what's your opinion? I don't know. I feel like, I mean, every child is different and every parenting style is different. So I've, like, I have some friends that they literally started sleep training, like, early, like, early, early, like, a couple months old early. And I mean, it works for them. So more power to them. But I just, I don't think I could do it. Can we, not to shade here, but there is someone that we both know Uh who started sleep training before two months. Wait, what? Yeah, someone that on Facebook said that they were sleep training and it was, their baby was less than two months old. All right, you're going to have to chat me that name. I will, and I'm not, like, 
saying this to mom shame, but I'm saying, I was sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that is kind like, of, that's early. Like, a two month old literally is only just starting, and this was before are, two months. Yeah. They're just starting to be aware that they're not in the womb anymore. <laughs> like, for the first month, the baby truly, like, doesn't understand what the real world is. Yeah. And so every time that you're trying to get, like, a one-month-old to sleep, you're pretty much recreating the womb experience by putting them in the, the dark, by swaddling them, by giving them something to suck on, et cetera, like a pacifier or your boob. And so to me, two months is like, well, now they're in the real world, but to just be like, you're in the real world now, bitch, go to sleep. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if it worked for them, hey, go f- good for you yeah but like tim was still not sleeping through the night at two months no because babies at that age don't they're not supposed to sleep through the night correct and oliver did sometimes but yeah babies at that age still need the calories at night yep and i don't even think like i don't even know the fir- i don't even know how old tim was when he finally slept through the night um because I'm a terrible mom and I didn't write things like that down. Uh, it's, but, it's so much that you're supposed to remember. I know. So like I was just talking. We're going to go on a tangent. I was just talking to someone the other day and we were talking about like how much our child weighed. And then like someone chimed in and was like, yeah, my child was like 22 inches long. And I was like, oh God, I couldn't even tell you how long Tim was. <laughs> like, I don't remember that. <laughs> like, I know he weighed 7'11", but I can't tell you how long he was because that's, not something you usually talk about like that's not like you know what I mean like when you're talking to your baby like the only thing people ask you is how much they weighed they don't really ask how long they were so I'm like I honestly don't know how long he was (laughs) not an important fact to me um I mean it's written down somewhere but um yeah I don't remember what we're saying you're just sleep training so young I mean it's really like, even I don't. So when I was like reading into sleep training, whenever he started to go through it, like a lot of people like to throw around like these ridiculous things about how you're like scarring your baby. <laughs> and I don't think like I'm like rolling my eyes hardcore. I know you can't see, but I am. So like, I don't think that I'm not going to be that mom that's like, you sleep trained your baby too early. You scarred them. Like, your baby is fine. I just think it's silly and not and not needed. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it's different for you and I because we um, – maybe this – I don't know who this person is. Uh, well, I mean, I do, but I don't know who we're speaking of right now. But maybe this person went back to work sooner and they needed, like, a strict sleep schedule. Maybe I don't know, but see, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. But it's like, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's like, a baby. Yeah, that's what I mean. Babies are babies, and yeah, it's part of part of month parenthood. <laughs> right, like you, and when you think, I was actually I just talking about this with someone recently. When you think back on all of the months that you did have to wake up through the night and you know you felt so tired and so exhausted like it seems and not just that but like breastfeeding in general too when you have to make sacrifices like I was feeling like man what a bummer about how I can't 
uh, drink as much as I want to. Um, I can't take any prescription medications, blah, 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 blah. I was thinking, man, it's going to be a hard year or so for me. And now I, that I'm, you know, coming out of it, I'm like, it really wasn't that long at all. A year sounds like a long time, plus the year being the nine months being pregnant, but it's really not. And I mean, we're nursing, uh, three times now, morning, night, and then once midday. So he is coming off of it, but I still can't have those things as much, but like I, I can see the light now, you know, three times a day is nothing compared to the 500 that it was when he was a newborn. And, um, and so sleep is kind of the same thing. Like the amount of nights that we had, I had to get up every three to four hours, like, or every two to three hours, even like that really is not, it's not that long after you come out. Like looking back on Tim, not like not staying in his room, it honestly doesn't seem like, I mean, it seems like it was forever ago and it was only like maybe a month ago and it was only for a couple months and it doesn't even seem like it was that long. Like in the grand spectrum of things, it's like time is just so strange that it really like, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal now like in the moment it was terrible but now it's like oh okay that wasn't that bad (laughs) yeah and it's just kind of encouraging I guess but then also like to not it is big in the moment but like in the scheme of your life it's not like when I think about the sacrifices I had to make for like this short part of my life I think like oh well, it's easy now. Of course I would do those things all over again because yeah. it's not that big of a deal. And it's kind of great now because I can survive on like four hours of sleep and like I can like run shit on that amount of sleep. Like <laughs> I yeah. can function. <laughs> so it really trains you to be uh, whole as only half of a human. It's like unicorn blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get this. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That's just like, so to me, six months was the earliest that sleep training seemed, um, what is the word? I don't have the word. It was the earliest that that seemed to make sense, like for his brain, like it just, his brain developmentally, I guess is the word. Yeah. Like before six months, they just don't really understand. So even though you might be able to teach them it, um, to me, it, it wasn't necessarily the right choice before then and then like you said every kid is different too so like if Oliver hadn't been fighting naps the way that he did I might have let him have a couple bad days here and there for another month or two before I was like look you need a nap kid yeah (laughs) but he was so miserable and throwing temper tantrums and just crazy all the time driving me nuts that I was like okay we have to we have to nap train now and um yeah i think i want to say like yeah it worked out but i mean it's actually the whole entire thing is very stressful and miserable <laughs> yeah but that's parenting <laughs> yeah there's there's no like happy ending like there's no like guys listen it gets better like it gets better then it goes to shit then it gets better yeah it again. gets better and then it becomes terrible and then it gets better and then you hit another something terrible like I was told I thought the threes were the worst but now I'm hearing that the fours are the worst and I'm like oh I thought I was almost through it (laughs) 
And then uh, some, I don't. Some kids are like little angels for, like Oliver was like the perfect newborn. Tim and was now, too. Yeah. And now, like whenever he got to be like crawling age, it was like, oh my god, yeah. he was just getting into things and being crazy, and not just like I know babies explore, not just that, but like. I've told y'all about how, when he learned to close the baby gate and when he climbed out of his crib and all of these, it's, it was like always like dramatic things that I was like, other babies aren't doing these things. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know every kid, like the, the time for the, their best time is like different, I guess. And every age has different challenges. Naps suck though. Naps I know. And it's like one day they're go and I keep I literally tell Tim this all the time when he refused to take a nap. I'm like, one day you're gonna miss this. Yeah. Because now if I had the option to take a nap, oh hell yeah. I'm so down. Right. I literally Friday at work, I contemplated just taking a nap instead of eating lunch. <laughs> I, I had, like I used oh, to do I that use my lunch break to take a nap. I might. It'll save me money on lunch, and maybe I'll be a little less cranky. Did you do it? I didn't. I ate lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. I will be grumpy without my lunch, too. So Food won that battle, but (laughs) yeah, maybe next time. Yeah, but I mean, what about those people who are like, Say that you're mean if you let your kids cry out and say that you're abusing them and traumatizing them. Have, have you ever seen these people? I, I've the heard internet? of these people. Um, and there are some things that I let Tim cry it out for because right now he's three and he's going through the I'm going to fake cry and then eventually it'll turn into a real cry if you ignore me um, phase of life. Um so, no, there are some things that I let him cry over. And I just literally, like, if anyone is around and they cave, I'm like, nope, don't cave. Like, literally just leave him alone. Let him have his attitude because he's in a tube right now. Um, and plus, this is my child, not yours. So if you have an issue with that, there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. That's my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Obviously. I mean, obviously I let Oliver cry it out and it freaking worked. Like he ended up napping well after that and sleeping well after we went through that. But I remember reading someone on like Facebook or something. They weren't talking to me, but they were talking to someone else. And I was so mad because they were like saying that if you let your kid cry it out, it's abuse and all this nonsense and that Babies cry for a reason and that you're just like ignoring their needs. And I'm like, no, he's been fed. I've changed his diaper. He's got everything that I've played with him. Like he's had a great morning. Like mm-hmm. he's there. Yeah, he is crying for a reason. Babies don't cry for no reason. The reason though might be something like my foot itches or I really want to watch a cartoon, or I mm-hmm. don't want to stop playing, or uh, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, like, 
they cry because that's all they know how to communicate. That doesn't mean everything they communicate is life or death. Yep. Or I want chips. However, I didn't eat my dinner. That's my son's favorite thing right now. <laughs> if he could eat chips every day, all day, he would do it. Me too. It's ridiculous. I just can't. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you got to eat your dinner. So then, like, sometimes he will literally scarf down his dinner just so he can get chips. That's hilarious. I'm like, really? Are we still hungry? <laughs> yep. He, he, has, he always has room for chips. I mean, chips are good. Yeah. But they're not really talking. of substance. <laughs> uh, well, uh, my child is only one, and he just ate eight french fries at dinner, so... My child had yogurt for dinner. We went to Panera, and he got mac and cheese and yogurt. I think he had, like, four bites. Not even bites. Four noodles of mac and cheese. And I was like, no, you have to eat the yogurt. You have to eat something. Kids. Right? Well, we'll have to maybe do another one about that or something. Another one about what? This. Because some people are, like act like they'll never let their kids only eat junk food or something. I mean, like, not that. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on those parents. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) I'm at the point where I'm like, if I only let Oliver eat healthy, like, top-notch healthy, he wouldn't eat sometimes. Do you realize that I am a 28, almost 28-year-old, and I still don't like certain foods? Like, I'm not making my child eat foods just because they're healthy. I love chips. I eat chips. Like, I grew up from a family. I know we're probably going to talk about this in an episode. But yeah. my parents, we always had, like, home-cooked meals kind of thing. I know a lot of people will find this shocking if any of my family listens to this. But I honestly, we did not really go out much. My mom now, my parents now eat literally out almost every day. Um, but growing up, they did not. And... Once I had a car and was able to go, I literally never ate at home anymore. I literally just ate fast food every single Quiznos. day because I never had it. So it was like Did you see Quiznos. Oh, Quiznos! I love Quiznos. Quiznos and okay, guys, listeners, this was me, and Lindsay. I don't know if we've ever told this before, <laughs> but we had half days in high school, so we would like if we had college, we would go there. But if we didn't have college, we would like go and. One time we got a whole entire gallon of half and half at Chick-fil-A. It's like $8. Then we went and got... I think it's got, more than $8. <laughs> <laughs> then we went and got Quiznos subs. And then we went back to my house, played Call of Duty, and went to sleep. Yep. Nobody needed to nap train us. <laughs> no. But anyway, we were talking about crying. <laughs> I did yeah. a lot of that in high school, too. Yeah, I still do a lot of that. It's okay. It's fine. Me too. I still cry it out. And that's the other thing. Like, sometimes you just need a good you just, cry. You do. You just need a good cry. So it's okay for babies to cry or toddlers to, like, cry and express themselves. Have you seen this um, post going around about cry standing up? No. Can I you not do can, it? I know. Oh, my God. Yes, you can. <laughs> You can do it. Confused. What does this mean? <laughs> it's, a, it's a story. I'll probably get some of it wrong, but it was someone who I think that they said their dad had passed away or something, but that when they were a kid, uh, their sibling used to like 
throw these fits and cry a lot. And the dad would say, you can cry if you need to cry, but you're going to cry standing up. So like they wouldn't be throwing themselves on the floor and, you know, quitting basically like if you need to cry, cry, but get up and, you know, get back at it. And uh, the person ended up like getting cry standing up tattooed on them, which I thought was kind of cool. It is cute. I like that because I'm a, I cry in the shower. I usually, if I'm going through something, I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a shower. (laughs) And then I just like literally sit on the floor of the shower and cry. Yeah, I'm very pro cry. If you need to cry, do it. And so there's no, I don't know. I just feel like crying isn't as bad as we kind of make it seem. Don't ignore your kid altogether. Like for life? <laughs> no, but they like, they need to calm down and they need to learn how to calm down on their own. Exactly. And it's so like when it's you were talking coping. about things outside of napping, like you were talking about when he's throwing fits or whatever, like I think I'll definitely be that way too once Oliver gets to that age. Um, I'm definitely not going to be the mom that says you can't cry. No, I um, asked him why he's crying, and if he can't answer me, I say, fine. Once you calm down, then you can talk to me because I am not dealing with this right now. I'm sure you heard that before this episode started. <laughs> My son had a yeah. huge fit and had a delay starting. Um, but, yeah, no, he likes to just have a huge fit, and he won't tell me why he's crying. Like, he'll just sit there and look at me and cry. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. When you're ready to talk to me, you know where I am. Yeah, that's I like that. And that's pretty much, I think, how I'll be too. And, of course, I don't know what kind of uh, kid I've got yet. It's hard to say. But Oliver actually is already in that phase of throwing fake fits and crying over things that he is just doing to get upset. And I know the cry. So when he does that, I literally do ignore him. Like I literally walk away and I'm like, you're fine. I'll say, I'll look at him very calmly and say like, everything's fine. And I'll like walk away. And um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I guess to sum up my feelings, it's like, crying's okay. Yeah. And I'm working through it. Tim right now, he when he does his fake cry, um, Drew and I have started the we can't hear you. We can't hear this fake cry. So like he'll be doing it and I'll look at Drew and I'm like, do you hear anything? And he'll be like, no. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't hear anything either. And then we'll just keep going. And like until he stops and then we'll talk to him because this whole fake crying does not work on me. I know what it is. sounds like, and it's just, you're literally looking at me with no tears in your eyes, no tears running down your face. You're just literally <laughs> making a crying noise. Like, and it's because I won't give you C-H-I-P-S's. And I'm having to spell it because he's standing right next to me. <laughs> yeah. And there's a difference with being upset versus, like, having a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. So, like, if the kid needs to cry to me, I'm like, that's fine. But if they're having a temper tantrum, I'm, like, not here for it. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> That's what I say to Oliver a lot. No, thank you. It's very polite, but I'm like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that sums everything, huh? Yeah, for this one. Okay. I feel like it went so fast. It did. We're already, we're already at toward the end here. Well, all right. Um, do you have – you didn't have anything to add? Nope. I think we covered okay. it all. Do you have a mom tip? Um, 
I can wing one. All right, let's think, let's think. Do you have a tip, Tim? Do you have a parenting tip? No. No? Okay. Um, I guess my tip will be that um, parenting, it, there's no um, right way or wrong way to do it. It's whatever works best for you and your family. Um, what may work for you may not work for someone else. Um, but it's, that's fine. Like with, if the cry out method works for you, that's great. If it doesn't work for you, that's cool. Like there are literally so many methods to literally everything that has to do with parenting. You will find something that works for you and, or you'll create something that works for you. There's no right or wrong way to do parenting. Well, that's not true. There are some wrong ways. There are some wrong ways. Um, can I add something to that? Of course. Um, once you've made the decision, really stick with it. Yes. Because they're watching and like paying close attention to learn, first of all, first of all, like how to do life from you, but also to learn um, what they can get away with. Um, so like if they can get away with X and Y, then continue to let them get away with it. But don't don't go wishy-washy or they're just going to get confused and, you know. Yes. Um, not saying that your the parenting style you choose that works for you may not change over time because it will. Right. Um, but just learn to adapt, learn to stick with it. And if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it. That is one thing that all moms, all moms are afraid to do. Um, but if you need help, always reach out. It's whether yes. it's your mother or your neighbor, your husband, a friend, your favorite, your favorite podcasting host. Your, yeah, you reach out to us. We'll be glad to help you in any way that we can. Um, I'm not babysitting though. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's where we draw our line. That is where we draw our line. But if you need any kind of like advice, <laughs> let us know. Um, also, we don't really do money. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't do On that. my behalf, I am a baller on a budget here. <laughs> um, but if you need advice, emotional support, um, anything like that, we're here. Um, as you heard in this podcast earlier, um, I helped Lauren out the other day, and I, she's helped me out. As you all know, I was on a break from this. So, um yeah, just reach out. Always ask for help. Um, don't be ashamed. Um, my son's climbing in the closet to get Cheez-Its. So I think that's a good way to end this. <laughs> um, all right. And did you have a tweet? Um, I did. Let me find my my Twitter. I have so many tabs mm-hmm. open that are like. In the meantime, I have a story for you guys. Okay, you go first. Okay. This one comes from Ashley, and it was accompanied by a really funny picture. I wish you guys could see it. Um, It says, Mia has had a wart on her finger for months, and it dried up and healed. Now I'm an asshole parent because I took it off, and she needs it. In Mia's exact words, you cut my booby finger off, and I need it for life. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing I read all week. (laughs) 
All right. So I also have a tweet that has a picture in it, and that's literally what the tweet is about. Um, it's a little kid sitting on an island, um, like the kitchen island, not an island island, um, <laughs> eating ice cream, and the mom is holding up one of those fancy um, word boards. And it says, yeah. feeling guilty about your kid watching too much TV? Just mute it and put on the captions. Boom, now they're reading. And <laughs> everyone Mom's makes fun of me, but I literally always have captions on my TV. Me too. Because I have a three-year-old and TV, you know, at one point it's really loud. And then the next point they're whispering. And always when they're whispering is when my child wants to yell and I miss it. And I have to rewatch it four times before I can hear it. But if I have the captions on, I only got to read once. Yes. So turn the captions on. It's fun. I like reading more than I like <laughs> watching, I guess. <laughs> That's a good mom tip. Yes. Can I also share one announcement? Yes. Do you remember, Uh-oh. we've mentioned a few times now that we really wanted to have a certain listener. Do you remember who it was? Shut up. I don't know what you mean. What's I don't know what you mean. <laughs> we really wanted to have a dad listener. Oh, okay. I got really excited for a second. What, what did you, what I did you think? I thought it was Bill Nye. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were going to say we have Bill Nye coming on an episode. I was about to shit my pants, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. No, okay. Now... <laughs> Now it's a little less exciting. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know who you are, dad listener, but (laughs) I care about you. His name is Hugo, and I just wanted to say thank you for he's sent in a couple of really nice tweets and like some uh, likes on our episodes on um, Anchor. So I just want to say thanks for listening, and we are super pumped to have you. Yes, now we got to stop referring to just the mamas out there. Yeah, and, and yeah. We need to start using the word parenting. Parents. Parents. I did that in this episode, so it's like you told me, but you didn't. Right? I went to say motherhood, and I was like, you know what? No, we're going to go with parenthood. Parenthood. So you're welcome. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I feel feel super accomplished. Um, Yeah. And also, I okay, this is weird, but like, there's been a jump in our listeners, and I don't know where you guys are. So, could you please comment our Facebook or send us an email, swearingmamas at gmail.com or something? Because we'd love to know who's listening. Yes. And what do, you, what do you think of us? Do you like us? Are we pretty? Are we nice? Are we funny? Well, I don't think they're going to tell us if we're pretty because they can't really see us. It's a podcast, Lauren. Shit. All right, and just the picture so you know, we have is not hot. a flattering one of either of us. <laughs> it's very blurry. It but is blurry it's, and it's all we have. It's I don't think it's the best one of us. <laughs> it's all we ha- well, do you want me to put the one when we were like seventeen and your dress is Alice in Wonderland? Yes, and I was just thinking that. <laughs> Should I post that to Instagram? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Now everyone's gonna be thinking about it and I look really tan, so I'm really proud of that picture. <laughs> we were both so skinny. Yes, the good times. Yeah, we looked really good. <laughs> I mean, it's high school. Let's be real. Although, <laughs> although, although I really want to stop using skinny as a positive word. I'm, I'm not trying to like be like, we should look skinny. No. But we but looked I mean, really 
petite. <laughs> yes. You swim in a claim. I don't know. You still do. I look fine. No, you look great. But... <laughs> uh, hashtag 10-year challenge. Uh, no. Anyway. <laughs> oh, we should actually put those costumes back on next time we see each other. I think I still um, have mine. Do you still have yours? Yeah, I do. And we can do a side-by-side. Shut up. That would be fantastic. Oh, my God. You guys are probably so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I think really only you and I are excited. (laughs) I'm excited. I am. I am. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, right, guys. Thanks for for listening. (laughs) Stopping by. Just so you know, we're both smoking hot.